Thank you very much for inviting me into your home again this week. I very much appreciate that and your support. I wanted to, um, well, we're going to talk about online gurus and uh, cultic activity that people get up to and maybe some possible ideas of what family and friends might, you know, be more keenly aware of as people go become, you know, go down these rabbit holes that end up. Uh, with them in some pretty strange headspaces, you know, if, if you know what I'm talking about with, say, QAnon or, you know, uh, Teal Swan or certain other individuals. There's so many of them at this point, it's hard to keep track of what we call online gurus. And so um, so this week I am joined by Casey Cult Vault. Now, that is the name of her show, Cult Vault. And she is a podcaster, and she's also going to be a student on the same Salford program of uh, to get a master's degree in the psychology of coercive control that I did. And so she's just getting going on that. And so, Casey, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for inviting me, Chris. I feel honored to be in your virtual studio today. <laughs> well, I am very honored to have you here. You have been doing some real energetic work uh, through Reddit and through trying to bring other podcasters in and, you know, kind of creating community in this sort of, I think, as you put it, the cult verse, <laughs> you know? uh, which I think is, is a, a hilariously apt term for, for this thing that people can sometimes get a little caught up in and into watching and finding out about. And hopefully, you know, from, from what I'm trying to do with this channel, and I think what you're trying to do with your work is, you know, educate people about, you know, what the dangers of this are, raise people's awareness on how to spot and, you know, sort of not get trapped into, you know, a coercive situation and uh, how to help people who come out of these kind of situations. What do you... What do you think about that sort of summation of our work? Absolutely. I am first and foremost interested in education and um, closely followed by prevention, which I think has to be closely followed because there is no prevention without first understanding what it is that we're trying to stop. Uh, so my work is primarily based around education, my own education really that i hope stems outwards to anybody that listens because my show started off as a a deep dive podcast into cults i thought i knew everything there was to know about cults i'm not somebody that is a survivor of a cultic experience i i have not had a lived experience i think i understand coercive control in some way but not in a cultic environment so what I came to learn very, very quickly whilst doing this podcast was that I don't really know anything about cults. Mm. And uh, I thought that it would be unethical of me to continue doing a podcast about cults if I wasn't open and willing to learning about the subject. So through my 200 plus interviews with cult survivors and experts, including your good self, Chris, <laughs> I've come to understand a lot more but i feel like there's no end point i guess it's a lot like individuals recovery and deconstruction of their 
cultic experiences it doesn't end it's a it's a continuum and you know it ebbs and flows and here I am today just still trying to educate myself and hope that it kind of you yeah. know fills filters out into anybody that that tunes in on a weekly basis <laughs> Abs well absolutely and and you know kudos to you for doing this work because the fact of the matter is that at least from my observation and experience for the last 10 years in working in this field, I guess you could say, and it is a field, I mean, cultic studies and cultic recovery and cultic therapy and, and coercive control are serious social science subjects. And they are super, super niche, but that doesn't mean they're not, you know, there's not uh, valid science and valid things to talk about with this. And I think it's quite interesting how the deeper you go in, the more broad your perspective becomes on how widespread coercion is how it's a spectrum thing it's there's some places where there's a lot of it there's some places where there's a little bit of it but it's it's something to know about because it's something that we are all susceptible to we all fall prey to predators out there they are there then they they do you know go around doing bad things to people and uh, sometimes in not in very non-obvious ways and sometimes in ways that can feel quite amazing at the beginning to the experience. And so in this world, there tend to be a predominance of ex-cult members, survivors, escapees, however, whatever term you want to use. And so it's so refreshing and nice and wonderful when we see people who don't have a cult background taking a very serious interest like you have in this topic and really exploring it uh you know as deeply as it can go so uh so that's that i don't know that's my feedback on that <laughs> well i'm glad i i i it's always uh encouraging to hear that from not just a, a fellow content creator but somebody that speaks actively about their own experience in a destructive cult because I think there's always a worry that sensitivity and compassion isn't at the forefront. And I try so hard to make sure that it is. It's mm -hmm. it's my it's it's really at the heart of everything that that my podcast stands for. And I was a person that really binged unethical true crime content before this podcast started um you know it's it's quite a shameful thing for me to admit to but something that i am proud to say i have changed my viewpoint on so much mm. and if i can position myself in a place that is open in a place where you listen and learn actively to individuals that have had these experiences it's not just trauma porn it's it's real it's real life it's real people every single person is an individual that has an incredible story that can go towards education and go towards prevention but we can't make those steps if we are only accessing true crime content for some morbid <laughs> satisfaction um that we have of of instant gratification um and consumption of unethical media so i've really changed my viewpoint on that and i go to CrimeCon every year and it's my mission to educate people about cults and coercive control in amongst 
other content creators who are talking about true crime. So when people come to my stool, I'm like, let me tell you, cults are everywhere. I want to get a T-shirt that says, like, beware, cults everywhere. Or um, watch out, cults about. Um, And so I say to people, do you know someone that has ever sold Avon? And people are like, oh, I know, my auntie sold Avon. And I'm like, let's talk about multi-level marketing. Let's talk about it. I was like, cults are everywhere. Um, do you know somebody that's been in um, an abusive, intimate partnership? Oh, my goodness, I was. And I'm like, let's talk about coercive control. And it is really changing people's perspectives on things just in, in a simple conversation. And it's really a magical feeling because I remember my thought process is changing. And I would never go back to watching um true crime in in the way that i did it it makes me just feel like Mm. gross Mm. well i can i can definitely relate i uh if there's you know if there's anything i've done any preaching about it's that you know hey this content really does should be taken seriously because the effects of it and the tragedies that cult leaders and predators create is very 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 real and is not yep. something to just sort of laugh and point at. And so um, so I think we're definitely on the same page here with this. And I think, uh, for the most part, you and I have created audiences that are not about trauma porn. They are about really learning something from this and really growing and recovering from it. And and that's, to me, the good work. That's the work that, that matters with this, and it's the work that lasts, you know, and that's that's what that's what this stuff is all about for me. So that all being said, uh, as far as establishing us and what we're trying to do here, we've got some things to talk about. Now, I have been cross-flowing, you could say, through various media, um, and I will just dive right into this because we we have this sort of uh, uh, new name on the on the map, right? This uh, this woman, Liana Shanti. And, uh, and I don't know if it's Liana Shanti or I'm, I'm sort of giving it a little more you know, seriousness and saying Liana Shanti. Um, she is an online guru type. And she, there's a, there was an article in, what was that, Daily Beast? That sort of broke down a survivor or a story, not a survivor story, but a, a victim story of a husband whose wife had gone down the Shanti rabbit hole, which was very, very alarming because it had all kinds of parallels with the QAnon rabbit hole that I, at least from what I read about in the article. And I went, who is this woman? What's this about? Well, it turns out there's a whole Reddit subthread on survivors of this woman, survivors of Liana Shanti. And she is somebody who produces a tremendous amount of content and puts out um, charge for services and, and courses and various products and things. And not only is she selling stuff, but she's selling some of the worst ideas imaginable. And she's selling this as though it's self-help, self-realization, and some sort of self-improvement thing, right? And we've seen this grift from Scientology to Est to, you know, to Nexium. We see this go on and on and on in and out of religious contexts. It doesn't have to be religious in order for it to be some kind of shammy kind of thing. We see, 
you know, we've seen Tony Robinson and some of these like Grant Cardone, these more motivational finance oriented types. And Leanna seems to sort of weave her way through all of this in one fashion or another. She weaves all kinds of elements into what she's doing, but it's all it all appears to be the usual kind of grift. And so we thought we might talk about her and what it is that she's doing here because it's, an, it's a purely online thing. As, as I, from what I've read and understand about this, she's not holding big weekend seminars at hotels or, or getaways or something for her followers. But you have been diving deep, deep into this. And so I'm very, very curious because we are, just to set this up, because we're doing a podcast, I recognize a lot of my audience right now is listening to this. We are including a list in the show description of all the links to which um, Casey here is going to link us to and go over. And I will screenshot some of these um, as we go on the YouTube side of this. But if you are listening, then uh, check out the show notes and you'll see uh, links to all of this stuff. So, Casey, what do you have for us on this? It's really a bit of a rabbit hole that I went down accidentally, as you do with these things, I think, a lot of the time. I was messaged by somebody on Reddit who was active in the r slash cult subreddit um, asking if I'd heard about the life coach, spiritual teacher, online guru that was known as Liana Shanti. Um, and I hadn't heard of her at this point. So I first came across a website on the cult education website that is Rick Allen Ross's website. And mm. it was um, a blog post type that somebody had submitted independently onto the cultteducation.com website. So I'll just read a section of this. This was my first introduction to Liana Shanti. And it says, Liana Shanti also known as Leanne Wilson, which is her real name, mm. is a former, which, by the way, I should mention at this point, has been used in a huge expose released on the Daily Beast um, in March of 2023, this month, as we're recording. So it's not me doxing. That is actually public knowledge and is out there for the masses to uh, to read but liana shanti is a former wall street lawyer and real estate sale agent turned self-proclaimed nutritionist shaman medium psychic akashic reader and most recently jesus's avatar on earth and our messiah she preaches that through transforming our bodies into clear vessels through a vegan diet healing our wounds and disconnecting from our family cults, dismantling our egos and practicing unconditional love, her disciples will escape the 3D matrix, which is the real world, and descend to the fifth and up to the 12th dimension and return to our Lemurian roots. Does any of that kind of oh feel familiar to you, Chris? God. <laughs> I mean, could you take a more wide... Uh, grab bag of cultic systems and, and ideas and throw them all together. It's almost as though you said she used to be a Wall Street something? Yeah, so what um, my next step of my rabbit hole turned out to be, I approached an investigative journalist known as Siren Warner, who's been looking into several cults. One of 
which is called Profundity Yours, and they have a doomsday date of March the 20th, which is five days from now, Chris. So yeah. oh boy. There might, there's a chance that no one will ever hear this recording, uh. um, but we'll have to report back on that. Uh. Well, <laughs> so well, I, I spoke you know. with Siren. <laughs> I spoke with Siren, and he is... Um, almost an expert at this point of collecting court records of looking into aliases and finding out real people's names and you know where they grew up and related addresses and related individuals so we were able to find out that Leanne Wilson is her real name that you know that she was um, a a lawyer in New York but then we were also quickly able to ascertain that she has a suspended license Mm. Um, so on her website, I think she claims to be, um, like a really successful millionaire making lawyer on wall street, which I'm not sure is, is, is true, but we do know that, that she was a lawyer. We do know that she passed the bar, that she was licensed, that she did practice in New York, but that she does have a suspended, a suspended license now. So, okay. Okay. At, well, clearly because she had to drop the calling of, of legal work in order to, you know, uh, engage in Akashic readings and and realize her full potential as Jesus reincarnated here on earth, right? And it's so interesting that you jumped straight to that, Chris, because my next step after reading <laughs> this cult education uh, submission was to go to her website and on lianashanti.com there's a picture of liana shanti so i'm just going to quickly well i mean you've seen the um mm-hmm. there she is you've seen the survivors of liana shanti subreddit mm-hmm. um and there's a lot of pictures of I'll just pop it in the chat here. There's a lot of pictures of Liana Shanti. When you mentioned before, do people meet up? It's very clever that she doesn't show her true face. All of the pictures that you can see in this post, for example, they're heavily edited. There are lots of filters over the pictures. But if you scroll along this thread of five photos at the end, you get to a genuine picture of this woman who is, I believe, in her 50s. So as cult expert Joe Zimhart said in one of his videos, she's not this, you know, big, doe-eyed, big, busted, beautiful woman that is pictured in in these photos. These are heavily doctored photos. But the premise is, you know, if you follow the teachings that Liana Shanti offers you at extortionate rates, you can maintain your health and beauty in the way that she has as seen in these supposedly undoctored pictures um it's almost as though i mean i'm just just jumping right to the 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 thing here and i'm this is just supposition on my part at this point because i'm 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 you know keenly interested in what in what else you have to say about all of this but this woman seems to be someone who i'm suspecting did some study kind of looked into what it would it take like you know because we ask ourselves sometimes in the ex-cult world if i wanted to go start a cult what would i do and it sounds like she's done exactly that it's very it's very interesting the cult education post goes on to say that she is super smart deadly smart uh there's loads of stuff around that 
her beginning in 2013 or so with health health and wellness programs um that she uses voice rolling and hypnosis styled uh voice techniques there's mentions of nlp and there's mm-hmm. loads of stuff about private facebook groups so when you first read the cult education post it's a bit overwhelming because you don't understand how this sort of you know to to thousand word post or so how how is all of that happening so that's really that's really where my mind went and i wanted to work it out and Mm -hmm. interestingly going back to what you said about perhaps you know she was following her calling Mm -hmm. by leaving wall street and starting this business i'll just read this section from the lianashanti.com website that's called a message from liana When people ask me what I am and what I do, there are many labels that potentially fit. I've been referred to as a spiritual teacher, visionary, psychic, shaman, business coach, abundance motivator, medicine woman, teacher, mentor, energy worker, artist, nutritionist, wellness expert, lawyer, mother, wife, friend, all of which apply, but none are fully descriptive. Ultimately, no label matters. The people who find this path are meant to. And she goes on to say that she started to do this work because she found herself always giving people advice when she was a lawyer, always sitting down and helping her colleagues follow the best path for them in life and realized that she really had a knack for putting people on the right path. So she followed her intuition and here she is today, which I think is really interesting because in between leaving wall street i I do so many air i'm gonna do so many like air quotes that nobody can see (laughs) but uh, since leaving wall street and finding herself in the position she is now there's so many bankruptcies there's bankruptcy fraud there's restraining orders there's a lot of stuff that is covered up through these multiple aliases that leanne wilson has been attaching to herself it was really difficult for for Siren and I to find anything concrete of illegal activity. We couldn't find any business records. We couldn't find any financial records. And eventually, after people began threatening with legal action, there's um, a, a, a company that pops up in Vegas or in Nevada, and that's where her company is registered even though she lives in hawaii so i don't know if that's for tax reasons tax breaks purposes i'm not sure how it works yeah that would definitely uh, be in america yeah that would definitely be for tax purposes because las vegas is infamous for infamous i mean it's 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 a it's a feature of the state if you set up businesses there that you will not be paying state taxes there is no state which makes sense when you think about you know the, the 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 main uh the main tourist attraction oh yeah is yeah. you know is gambling money That's so right. that that kind of popped up a couple of months after siren and i began looking at who is liana shanti so if i might if i, I might comment really quickly just that it's an interesting marketing ploy she uses and i'm just going to comment on it because it's i'm i'm all these things i've been called all these things abundance motivator i like that one um, all these labels and then says, but you know what? 
ultimately no label matters. I don't need a label, right? Because often the way a guru or a cult leader or a predator will will sort of you know, worm their way into your life is is through some kind of authority status. They, they, they present themselves as as an authority figure. You know, L. Ron Hubbard goes on and on about how he's fully professional in 26 different fields. And and so there's all these labels ascribed to him and they love it. They take every one of them and 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 hold on to them and use them uh, to demonstrate that Hubbard is this full authority in all these different fields. But that that uh, how do I put it? That uh, grift has come and gone, right? And now in the internet age, what we see is, oh, I am everything and nothing. I am no label. I am just simply representative of the power of unconditional love. And I just found that to be an interesting twist on how we usually see these authority, you know, these people grasp onto or, or assume authority that they really don't have and never earned. Exactly. That's exactly right. And it's, it's kind of a bit wishy-washy mm -hmm. on the outside looking in. There's a lot of kind of new age terminology that's being thrown out. There's a lot of attractive, appealing things being thrown out. Like I can help you obtain all of these things that I am, but also I'm not at the same time. Right. And it doesn't sound that nefarious. It it just kind of looks like potentially hundreds of thousands of other spiritual teacher online guru websites. But it's when you start digging a little bit deeper um, and realizing the system that has been cultivated throughout various different enterprises that Liana Shanti is running that you realize actually how potentially dangerous these teachings are mm -hmm. so it started off with me um getting a message from somebody on reddit looking at the cult education post wondering how all these things fit together going over to liana shanti's website thinking this kind of looks like throwing shit at a wall and seeing what sticks in terms of you know my my off my teachings do this my teachings do that i i can guarantee it's it's kind of like reading your star sign you can there's going to be something in what she writes that is attractive to every single person well if i if again if i might inter interject here just a second i mean talk about keyword stuffing if you will in the in the cultic world right i mean here's one paragraph from her website my extensive body of work provides programs tools processes teachings support and energy for you to live your best life all capitals and enjoy physical health and vitality inner peace joy financial abundance conscious relationships conscious parenting and finally start living life the way you were destined to live I mean, if that is not exactly what you just described, right? Like take everything and throw it against the wall. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, it's the same, it's the same, uh, MO as Scientology's personality tests yep. to find out what's, what's the correct terminology for your like weakness. Yep. That's right. 
I'm I'm not sure what you call it in. Oh, in and they called it a, they called it a ruin. They're looking for your ruin. Your the, ruin. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. That's right. So this is it's the same sort of thing, isn't it? You go in and you're like, I'm having money problems. I'm having relationship problems. I'm having anxiety issues. I've got problems at work. I can't find the right job for me. It's the same thing. It's like, what can we find out about you, or what what are you struggling with? And you go to that website and you're like, oh, I'm struggling with this i'm struggling with this there's something there that could be attractive to any person um so this is where it starts to get a little bit darker Mm -hmm. but it's still not really anything in comparison to to where we go from there so after that i went to liana shanti's instagram page which is just full of various different quotes um transphobic messages um her most recent story that i looked at today i think is mar something that marjorie taylor green was saying or appearing in um if if you support uh you know the type of politics that marjorie taylor green is involved in that's completely your right but i feel like a lot of people are recognizing that there are some equality and human rights issues around some policies that are being put out there at the moment in terms of the LGBTQIA plus community specifically um, in regards to Marjorie Taylor Greene. So I went on to Liana Shanti's Instagram, thought, oh, why are there no real pictures of her? Why don't we see anything about her or her life? And then realized that she doesn't show herself in real life. She's not doing um, even like Patreon live talks or or Facebook uh, calls with 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 people. It's all done. It's all done virtually with no cameras, no recording, no filming. So you know our Zoom call today is going to go out audio, but we're speaking to each other face to face right now. Yep. I don't believe that that happens with her or even her inner circle. So I thought, okay, well, that's a bit weird. If I was going to be paying somebody upwards of, you know, two to $5,000 for courses or to be part of the inner circle, I think I'd want to know who I was talking to. And I'd especially want to know that the person I was sending this money to has bankruptcies, multiple bankruptcies and, and a, a messy, messy, murky financial history. So after that, I went back to her website and I scrolled all the way down to the bottom of lianashanti.com and read the disclosure, which basically just says that I am not a licensed healthcare provider. I am a spiritual teacher and mentor. Your mental, emotional and physical health is your responsibility. That is the last sentence on her website, which is particularly problematic when you look at how individuals are getting involved with Liana Shanti. You go on her website, all of her different services are offered. Right. One of them specifically is her company, the healthmasteryinstitute.com. So when people enroll into certain programs, they're encouraged to start a detox. It's like a vegan cleanse. There are these juices that people are encouraged to drink um, and to forego food, substantial food, and to to go on one of these cleanses. 
at the same time as taking part in one of these cleanses, you're also encouraged to listen to Liana Shanti's um, audio tapes on repeat all through the night, fall asleep listening to them, listen to them all day. What we have seen from family members of those who have been impacted, negatively impacted by Liana Shanti and her teachings is that they become increasingly isolated. They lock themselves in their bedrooms. They sit in the living room with their headphones in, listening to Liana Shanti all day, every day. That's right. Yeah, people it's it's a real also, rabbit hole people fall down on this one. They go full in on it. Absolutely. And I think you can look at Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh, for example, and how a lot of people before they even went over to the ashram in India were locking themselves in their bedrooms, listening to Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh on repeat, the droning That's right. tones that would put people in almost a hypnotic state. And if you are putting with that the vegan cleanse with no substantial food, there's a chance that your 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 um, state of mind shifts and makes you more susceptible to certain things. Um, I would say most likely to be the thing that you're listening to on repeat over and over. Well, ideas, yeah. <laughs> ideas may start to sound a bit more reasonable or more realistic if you are entering the mode of starvation where your mind makes irrational decisions and you can't think critically, uh, which is the most important thing when it comes to discerning what is good and bad with cult leaders. Yeah. So this is where it starts to get a bit darker. Um, looking at healthmasteryinstitute.com, there are so many different courses you can take. Become a plant-based health coach. So putting these labels of being certified coaches in things that I don't think you can legally become certified in. It's, it's like what Liana Shanti, who has stipulated on her website that she is not a qualified coach is going to come to you and give you a coaching certificate if you take her course. So this course costs you, I believe it's $99. And all you get for $99 is a PDF document. Right. What's on that PDF document? I cannot tell you because I... You didn't pay $99 for, for that PDF? I mean, I can't believe it. Part of me is intrigued, but <laughs> so. Well, it's interesting can... if we if, if we comment on this for just a second because you know yeah. I don't know how broadly understood this is. Um, I, I you know I didn't particularly pay a lot of attention to this sort of thing, but you know the reason why we have institutions of higher learning or educational centers or places that are respected and that are you know that people fight to get into and and that and that have prestige connected with them i.e. Harvard, Yale, Stanford, you know the Oxford, you know Princeton these there is these various places where all you got to do is drop the name and people are impressed is because there are a number of outside agencies that inspect and hold to certain standards what those 
colleges or universities or institutions, and I'm just naming some universities here. This is a this is you know more broadly applicable than that when it comes to licensing, when it comes to certification of medical professionals, uh, social science professionals, uh, engineering professionals. The, the reason that, that we put stock in this is because they meet certain standards and specifications in order to be able to issue those certifications. And that's, that's why they mean something, because you can go look up what those standards are and you can see it for yourself. It's all, it's just not hidden knowledge. It's just kind of you have to dig a little bit to get to it. With things like this, like things with Scientology, Scientology will offer you a ream of certifications. I, I used to have them. I mean, I had stacks of framed certificates that I thought were very valuable. They have absolutely no outside value outside that group. There is no certificate in Scientology that is worth the paper it's printed on. And this, and Leanna here is well aware of that as a, as a former lawyer, and her legalese here is perfect on her website. She covers all the bases on, I'm not at all responsible for anything of any part of any of this. And these certifications fall under that same thing of, it's just a loosey-goosey piece of paper that she has her name on, or she puts her, her company name on. And that's supposed to mean something. And the fact of the matter is, without any objective outside certification or standards against which that can be compared, it's useless. And again, Chris, you're just right on the money with that because, as I mentioned before, it's a system that's been cultivated that, that aims to send you from one part of her enterprise to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. Right. So if you have individuals coming to you saying, I have this certificate, it's almost like there's a, a an element of competitiveness that's being created, yeah. of worthiness through taking the courses that, that, that Liana Shanti offers, which we've seen things like multi-level marketing. I remember Roberta Blevins talking to me about being offered pieces of jewelry for reaching certain certain parts of the hierarchy, certain parts of the pyramid, which mm -hmm. supposedly doesn't exist because it's not a pyramid scheme. <laughs> it's it's that same sort of thing. I mean, Helen Zuman told me about it when she went to Zendik Farm. They said there's no hierarchy here. And then all of a sudden she noticed that people had different colored wristbands. And when she inquired about what the wristbands meant, it meant, oh, you have certain extra privileges. If you have this color wristband, you can do this. If you have this color wristband, and she was like, so there is a hierarchy. And they're like, oh no, we're all equal here. So you, again, you're right on the money. And yeah. what you said about hidden knowledge plays a big part in this. So when you go back to lianashanti.com and you hear all these buzzwords that we've talked about that relate to new age, new age uh, mysticism, um, you know, abundance motivator, medicine woman, shaman, visionary, psychic, um, and the talk of Akashic teachings, I found the cult expert Joe Zimhart have, has done, which I'll send you the links to, a three-part series on his YouTube channel about the Anishanti. So after I went to her website, after I visited the healthmasteryinstitute.com, which is separate to her website, but it is her company, she has a website for herself where she tells you all of the things that she offers and who she is. And there's lots of things on there about how she's changed people's lives and testimonies on how she's really improved people's lives by, you know, as she said, setting them on the right path, which is something she has a knack for. 
There is then the Health Mastery Institute website, which is her company website, which is all of the programs that she offers separate to her as a personality on offer. Right. So I went and watched Joe's videos and on those videos, he talks about how none of the things that Liana Shanti is offering, none of those things are original. They are all taken from other influences and reworded and reshaped and rebranded in the way we've seen so many times. There's that flow chart um, for Scientology that exists, Chris, which I'm sure you've seen. It's all of the groups that inspired Scientology. Yes, yes, And then yes. all of the groups that have been inspired by Scientology. So it's very much like this. There was a movement in the 1930s and 40s called the I Am Movement, which was convicted on several counts of fraud in America in the 1940s, which was very much based um, around talking about the same types of things. The same wording uh, Joe goes through in his videos can be found almost word for word in the books and the propaganda that was generated by the I Am movement. So again, I'll make sure I send these links over. But in Liana Shanti's wording and in her teachings, there's a lot of uh, Gnostic influence. There's a lot of uh, influence taken from Madame Blavatsky, which I know you know a bit oh, about yeah. Chris. Oh, Joe is Joe has um, regaled us with with the full backstory of Madame Blavatsky right here on this podcast. I highly recommend you guys check out my talks with Joe if you haven't seen those. It's absolutely incredible how he's able to break this down so concisely. What I struggle with as somebody that's only kind of been doing this work for for three years is concisely uh wording what i'm trying to say i think maybe it comes with decades of experience maybe i'll get to that point so i do apologize to the listeners who are like get to the point <laughs> you're but doing fine keep going joe goes on to then explain what akashic means it, it it has several different definitions in in some in some versions of the term akashic it means zero it means nothing in some terms it means the space around earth so when people talk about Akashic teachings, it's supposed to be ethereal. It's supposed to be otherworldly. It's supposed to suggest that you can tap in to some other type of knowledge that nobody else can. So here we're going back to esotericism. We're going back to secret societies. We're going back to influences from Rosicrucians. And we're getting back to Madame Blavatsky because everything goes back to Madame Blavatsky. That's pretty much, that's pretty, reason. that's right. I mean, if you're looking for a nexus of, of, of 19th and 20th century, and now I guess 21st century nonsense and new age, spiritual, cultic, anything, all roads practically lead to Madame Blavatsky in one way or another. Absolutely. Whether Liana Shanti realizes it or not, that's right. The terminology that's being used, the the theosophy, the the new age spiritualism, the um, ab ability to tap into Earth's karmic presence and and manipulate karma on Earth, all of it goes back to this Russian woman who believed she was channeling several different male personalities or, or entities and and then joe goes on to compare that to jay-z knight's run to school of enlightenment which of course is his sort of uh 
forte, his uh, his speciality, his cult, yeah, yeah. his speciality. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. yeah. Um, so just to kind of go back through the the chronology uh, again for the listeners, because I I have a tendency to go off track. There was the cult education piece. There was the um, the lianashanti.com website, the Health Mastery Institute website, and then Joe Simhart's videos on Liana Shanti, which then led me to looking more into the Health Mastery Institute. Yeah. So there's the nutrition school that she runs. The world's premier the institute, institute. The world the world's premier institute for plant-based wellness. I guess anybody gets to yep. say that. <laughs> Health Mastery Institute is the world's only plant-based health coaching and business certification school. You can get a 30-day mind detox for $99, which is the, the, the one I was referencing that comes with the, the one PDF file. You can go on a health coach course for, for $549, which gets you a webinar um, a flow chart um, and a two hours and 30 minute audio recording. Oh my goodness. If you scroll a bit further down, courses go up to the thousands. Um, you can get a seven factors holistic cancer program, brain optimization, neurogenesis program. Um, you can get holistic skincare secrets programs, holistic dental health. But what is really quite scary about the Health Mastery Institute is that it also offers children's courses in how to holistically heal issues that your child might have. Interesting so, that there that she has in the on the disclaimer on this page on the healthmasteryinstitute.com all purchases made on this website and through healthmasteryprograms.com are digital products and as such right and as such are 100% non-refundable once the transaction is complete so she's really just put together a bunch of pdfs or or packs of of pdfs or something and sells them for these outrageous prices yeah Wow. Yep, that's it. That's it. And it, I've just gone on to the uh, the children's health elective section of the website, and it's changed since I last looked at it. You used to be able to look at exactly what the course offered, but it's $399 to pay for the course. You have to put contact information in, which you didn't have to do before, which I think is, again, interesting since this expose came out on the Daily Beast. Yeah, I reckon there are archived versions of this website that you can look at. So for $399, it was a children's health and healing program where you can help your child with nutrition, earaches, allergies, digestion, skin conditions, sleep issues, mood issues. Again, you know, we're throwing all of that stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks because I have two children. They're very, very young. And I can tell you that just last week, we had to change the bubble bath that we were using for our smallest because she started getting dry skin. Mm. My my son, when he last had a, a temperature from getting poorly at school, complained of earache. These are all things that children suffer with all of the time. Who can who can tell me that their their three year old or 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 their child of any age really has never has never suffered with sleep issues, has never suffered with being fussy with the food that they're going to eat has never 
suffered with mood issues. Of course, it's part of the human condition it's... to have mood issues. <laughs> and on the form itself, it, it said before it was put behind this, this paywall, um, again, you get limited resources for your money for $399. It also says um, if your child is sick, you should immediately seek professional care. So it's basically telling you that it, it, the, the thing you should be doing instead of buying this program right. is going to a professional to find out what's wrong with your child. It, and yeah. it would be, it would, I think it would be neglectful to spend $400 on a, on a program like this before taking your child to a doctor and people may agree people may disagree people may say it's not as as easy as that it's not as black and white as that but again we're going back to that thing chris where are the inner circle going to be going to doctors over liana shanti it's unlikely if they're at that point where everything that she says to them is gospel well, and that's exactly the point, because that's where this obviously is going, is that people have taken this and assigned a ridiculous amount of, of importance and priority to her teachings and have, um, well, we'll get to the consequences of that. But, you know, here we have um, just as another page on her website here, I'm seeing that uh, there's this uh, whole neuro optimization program for your brain where uh, she says that scientists have discovered that the rate at which you produce brain cells is the single most important factor in your quality of life. Really, Liana, which scientists on which studies? I'd be fascinated to find out what she's talking about there, but I'm going to have to pay $400 to find out. Yep. <laughs> I don't think Again, so. Again, it tells you nothing else. It tells you, and it, it did before, but it's it's not telling you anything now. You, you click on buy now and it says, Neuro optimization, cutting edge brain techniques for optimal living. Yeah. Yeah. With the right knowledge, your brain cells can continue to grow year after year into your 30s, 40s, 50s, and beyond. And in fact, researchers are finding that the single most important factor in determining your quality of life is how fast your brain creates new cells, all capitals, you know. And it's just stuffed with all these keywords again, you know, like anybody who's ever looking for any aspect of anything to improve their life is, you know, is this is the kind of website that's going to pop up because it's just stuffed with this, with this nonsense. Yeah. And when it starts to encroach on children's healthcare, children's dental care and curing cancer through holistic means, I think that's where it starts to kind of not sit right with me mm. people can i think use language that is in keeping with new age mysticism with egyptology influences if people want to talk about their star signs and the age of aquarius i i i you know as long as it's not harming anybody and it's not being used for destructive or authoritarian purposes you go ahead i'm sure that there are some genuinely helpful teachings in amongst all of the hundreds of thousands of pieces of literature that have been released in regards to all of that stuff. But when you start to claim that you can help 
children mm-hmm. and that you can holistically help people with cancer. I think, again, we need to be looking at professionals, licensed professionals that have had to go through the the system of becoming accredited and recognized in recognized institutions, as you said, Chris. Oh, absolutely. This is no different than what Scientology is offering. I mean, it's the same level of nonsense given and, and sold with the same level of certainty that this is what works and nobody else knows what they're talking about. We've really got, you know, our finger on the on the pulse of what's really going on here. You know, scientists say and all this nonsense in here that doesn't have anything to do with reality at all. It's easy to put words together like that. And and it's very unfortunate that that we're in a in a society where people fall for it. And that's that's where we um you know, that's that's what we're trying to warn against here. It's just it's if it sounds too good to be true, especially when you're making medical claims, like we're gonna heal your eyesight or your leukemia or your cancer, like Scientology does or like she's doing. Now you're really, really, really I, I agree completely. You're crossing lines that are that you just you you have no business uh making claims like that yeah and those those claims that you just kind of reeled through there they are relevant later on when i came across another website which is probably the most interesting of of all of the ones i found but uh on the lianashantiwebsite.com there's the health mastery institute which is which is part of her enterprise mm-hmm. but there are also other services that she offers. So she claims to be able to help you with your wounds. And by wounds, these are like generational wounds, father wounds and mother wounds. And they are all to do with narcissistic abuse, uh, generational trauma passed down through families. um, And through accessing Liana Shanti's audio tapes, which you listen to on repeat, um, taking part in, you know, and also, you know, you listen to my tapes, but also you should cleanse at the same time. So you should head over to my Health Mastery Institute website and sign up for one of my detox classes because it works really well with these tapes. I imagine are the types of conversations that are taking place. So you're listening to the tapes. Then I spoke to um, the mother of an individual who has been severely deeply negatively affected by Liana Shanti's teachings to the point that when I spoke to this mother, her child was in a psychiatric hospital and the mother was talking to me from the gardens of the hospital that her child was admitted to. Oh my goodness. How, how old was this? The, was the child? How old was, was her? Um, there, uh, she is an adult. Uh, sorry. An adult. They adult are an child. adult. Yeah. They are they're, they're an adult, but the uh, the mother didn't specify the uh, the gender of the child okay. or the age of the child. Got it. Um, so this I, it, is and it doesn't diminish the, that in any way. I'm just I just got curious there for a second. No, of course, of yeah, course, yeah. and it has deeply affected the entire family, as you can imagine, mm. having a child admitted to to a psychiatric hospital because there were most likely issues with the individual to begin with, who thought that accessing Liana Shanti's mother and father wounds courses and then being directed to 
the detox cleanses and then listening to the tapes on repeat would help this person recover. What actually happened was the individual spiraled into a deep depression. Mm -hmm. The teachings of Liana Shanti that come to convince individuals that your family members have abused you, that you've been deeply um, abused by your cult family, mm. that you should isolate yourself from your abusers, that you should move away from your abusers. In some cases, as we've read in the Daily Beast article, you should take your children mm -hmm. away from the other parent as they are the abuser. And the more you listen to these tapes, the more these messages are affirmed from what the parent has has told me. I have not listened to these tapes. No, I get that. I totally get that. It's the hints of it are all over her Instagram page and some of her tweets that she sends out. So I was started wondering if that was her, you know, her shtick. This is the same shtick Stefan Molyneux was doing year, you know, years ago. I haven't even heard of that guy in a couple of years now. I just kind of turned him off in my in my space but he had a, a large following uh, i believe mostly males he positioned himself as sort of this philosopher guru guy and he very much put forward uh hey if your family is at all has a problem with what you're doing or with what i'm saying or any part of your empowerment jump dump them like a bad habit just get rid of them they don't you don't need any part of that uh, sounds, you know, so it's a similar kind of shtick here. Yep, that's that's it. And interestingly, it's mostly women that are attracted to the services that Liana Shanti offers. Mm -hmm. Then the idea of the family cult is brought in, the idea that you've been abused, that your children have been abused, the isolation begins, driving a wedge between your your loved ones and yourself begins and that is when you are introduced into the next part of the enterprise the next part of the funnel which is the 12d website so the 12db school is the world's only sorry that's 12dbschool.com the world's only business school for enlightened entrepreneurs and spiritual CEOs utilizing the 12 universal laws. So you see a pattern emerging here. Oh yeah. Interesting. It's the same buzzwords. It's the same format. It's the same type of website, but what the 12 DB school does is it takes all of the people who are serious about Liana Shanti's teachings and it invites them into this school. There's a private WhatsApp group that people pay a monthly subscription to be a part of, where you can have direct contact with Liana Shanti. And it is in those WhatsApp groups that people have been recorded saying, have I been abused? And she replies saying, yes, you've been abused by somebody older, but closer to you. And then people will say, was it my grandfather? And there are pictures that suggest she comes back and says, yes, you were sexually abused by your grandfather. These pictures are in the Daily Beast expose, and it is really, really uncomfortable, dark, difficult stuff to read uh, because it's, of course, coming from an uninformed, uneducated place, and, and, and it's causing extreme harm to the individuals who 
are listening to these things on repeat, going through these detoxes, joining this WhatsApp group that is creating a self-sealing system uh, uh, that is bolstering each other's beliefs that everybody in that chat has been abused in some way, that is encouraging individuals to separate from their families physically, emotionally, financially, to file for divorce, to take children away, to pull children out of school and start homeschooling them. These ideas, these belief systems are bolstered in these secret WhatsApp groups that people pay monthly subscriptions for. And it is then where you have confirmation of your abuse. People have spoken about having um, lots of altered memories. And then you come back to kind of teal swan territory where people are talking about things that maybe didn't even happen. Yeah, this I'm looking through this 12D B school website right now and her descriptions of the what will you learn in 12D B school and she goes through the classes, class 1, class 2, clubhouse chat 1, class yeah. 3, 4, then there's another chat, 5, 6, another chat. So there's this whole sort of system here that purports to Appears to me, my first thinking in looking at this is this is um, this is very MLM like. This is very um, you know yep. reaching your true potential. The world is a world of abundance, and you're just not quite tuning into it because you're not thinking right. The first class is the law of thinking. So first, we're going to train your mind. She literally says it's about yep. training your mind for abundance, and then it's. Uh, you know, learning how uh, the law of supply has been working against you and we're going to reshift your internal compass to focus on the true reality. I mean, all of this is such secret knowledge. You know, I've got this hidden secret knowledge, the truth of how the universe really works. This is just straight up almost carbon copy of, of some of Hubbard's work. So many other gurus who have been pushing this nonsense. This is the secret. This is like, there's so much, so familiar. I mean, I just can look through all those. I, the first time I'm seeing this and I'm just thinking to myself, man, she really pours it on in every possible way to bring people into this. It looks almost yeah. like it's setting you up to be your own guru, but I am positive based on the experiences we're hearing here um, from the from the media and from the Reddit threads that uh, it is an incredibly depowering experience that actually is intended to sort of suck you dry. I think you're right on both things, Chris. I think it is supposed to increase your dependency on the person at the top. Yep. But it is also designed for you to become an enlightened guru. You then take the Health Mastery Institute courses to become a certified coach. You become a an almost, as you said, a carbon copy version of the person at the top. Yep. And then you go out and you start spreading the message, which is almost like you're being deployed and then we're back to multi-level marketing. We're back to you're actually, you're actually being trained to go out and recruit people who will then take all of these courses. Because who are you if you're not certified in all areas of, of the, the person at the very top? That's so right. then we come back to that pyramid scheme. We come back to, you know, this person has created an enterprise that goes round and round and round and every single time you go round you're bringing more people with you because unless 
as we see in the Daily Beast article, as as one of the the victim states. If you're not part of this, you know, the, there's a there's a husband that talks about losing his wife slowly over time as she becomes more and more and more involved, further and further down the rabbit hole. If he wouldn't have bought into Liana Shanti's teachings, his wife would have left with the kids. She did for a while leave with the kids. And it was only when he said, okay, I'll give it a try, that that they, you know, tried to work things out. And then eventually both realized that something is not right here. He began to disassociate in the same way his wife did months before when she first started listening to the tapes. And then he realized that he was becoming paranoid and distrustful of everyone. And then he started to believe that he had been abused in ways that he never was. And this is all detailed in the Daily Beast article by Jennings Brown. Jennings Brown is an award-winning journalist who has created many podcasts and media pieces on cults. He did The Gateway uh, the Teal Swan podcast, which inspired the documentary, the, the freeform documentary, The Deep End. He did Revelations, which was about the esoteric group that broke away from the um, esoteric and hidden activity of the, the, the group uh, Odyssey study group that was working before it moved to New York. So Jennings Brown is really somebody that knows what he's doing. Um, and he worked with survivors. He worked with different cult experts. I think Jan Yulalic, Stephen Hassan, um, Joe Zimhart, and Rick Allen Ross are all cited as giving their opinions on what they think this group is in this expose. So we've got being introduced to Liana Shanti as a cult of personality, introduced to the Health Mastery Institute, introduced to the school, which is the multi-level marketing recruitment aspect of it. And then we're back to what else can I do to get closer to the Anishanti? It's mm. it's mind-boggling stuff. And and that's really why when I started at the cultteducation.com piece, I was like, how does all of this fit together? And then down the rabbit hole you go. Well, it's there's a few things I have to comment on here. One is that it's amazing to me that this all appears to have kind of come all out together like this didn't take years and years of growing a follower base and evolving this it looks like she figured all this out almost from the get-go and the brilliance of it is that she's teaching a system and this is the hidden trap with almost every cult in one aspect or another is well in fact it, it actually has to be part of the picture is that if you're failing at it, if you're trying desperately to apply these principles and you're not, you know, and you're thinking hard and you're working hard and you're doing hard and you're listening to lectures and you're doing all the detoxes and doing all the things and it's not working, it's built into the system that guess what? You're just not working hard enough. It's just on you. It's not the teachings. It's not the guru. It's all you. This is built into this. I can see it already. You know, it's all right in there. This is exactly what the parent was talking to me about. She kept hearing from her from her child, if I just do another course, if yeah. I just complete the detox, because because her child couldn't get to the end of 30 days. I keep saying child, but I mean loved one. Sure. You know, I, I don't mean to infantilize by using that term. It's just I'm trying to kind of, you know, keep the uh, anonym, anonymity that, that I was asked to keep. Sure. So her own loved one she uh the 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 mother explained to me that her child said 
if I could just get to the end of the 30 days, if I could just complete the detox, which which is so difficult, if I could just do it, if I could just listen to the tapes a little bit more, maybe I'll get there. Maybe I'll reach that point. Maybe I'll get the recognition I deserve. Maybe it will fix all of the problems that I was promised would be fixed through taking part in these. Maybe I won't be depressed anymore. It's, it's, uh, it's stuck in it. You, you, you get stuck in the cycle. And on top of this diet, people are also encouraged to do multiple enemas, coffee enemas a day. Ugh. So not only are you experiencing a shock to the body through an extreme change in diet, you're also then ridding your body of key salts, sodium, sugars, and you're depleting your body of the things that it needs to function correctly. So you're in more you're in a state you're in a psychological state that makes you more susceptible even more so than you would have been just with the juice cleanse to listening to these tapes to taking part in these courses to being in this whatsapp group where everybody is bolstering each other's paranoia bolstering each other's uh, experiences of abuse that may or may not have happened. If people have been abused in the way that Liana Shanti tells them, they but tells them, it's not them telling her, it's her telling them, as we've seen in the Daily Beast pictures, if people have been abused in the ways that Liana Shanti is telling these people they've been abused, they need licensed professional care. They need their loved ones. They do not need a person in a WhatsApp group telling them that if they just do this detox, if they just take part in this holistic program, they will be healed. They will heal their wounds. And if people have not been abused and she's telling them that they have in, in the ways that in the ways that are just the most awful, awful unimaginable things that, that loved ones can do to their children, to their parents, to their spouses. If, if that hasn't happened and she is telling people that it has, that is the most nefarious, most disgusting thing you can put on a person because then they are going to have to seek professional help and try and work out what is real, what isn't real, who abused me, who didn't abuse me. To try and disentangle those things from the truth is just absolutely absurd. And it's 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 really frustrating to hear that people are having those experiences. I, I just think it's... And, and it's not just somebody throwing out wisdom out there. It's somebody benefiting off of false claims of, of sexual child abuse and molestation it's it's awful oh absolutely it's uh, of course it is and this is this is the guru mentality um there's a there's a point of again she's clearly a smart person this is really quite interesting to me because you you know because we've talked about this we talk about on my channel many times you know the anatomy of cultic structures how does it work how do you how do you get people to do this stuff and she's figured out an online way of doing it where she doesn't have to it doesn't rely on her personal charisma so much it you know her flowery language is certainly a big big uh support here for what she's doing but there's the the anatomy of her process is the first thing you're doing or one of the first things you're doing is this detox this this cleanse thing she puts you on a program where you're starving yourself 
how you know John Atak and I broke all this down a couple of weeks ago. How do how does brainwashing work? Well, two of the most powerful components of of mind control or thought reform or how you get somebody to forcefully change their reality in a short period of time is sleep deprivation and food deprivation. Those are powerful. They are incredibly powerful components of any mind control program um, or torture program, if you will. And here we have, this is one of the first steps she wants her followers in this program to do. And what I can't help but think of this quote that I ran across just this morning by Dostoevsky, guy who wrote Crime and Punishment, right? This is like a famous guy. This guy knew something about the dark side of life. He says the best way to keep a prisoner from escaping is to make sure he never knows he's in a prison. This is a self-created situation. You go online, you go to this program, you pay this money. Now, now you've invested. You're already emotionally invested. Now here's this process and you have to start starving yourself because you're detoxing. And now, you've, now you're your own abuser. Right, because you're because you've taken this on to yourself, and you believe with all your heart that this is going to be the thing that's going to turn everything around in your life. But what in fact you're doing is putting yourself on a path of mind control, because through that process of sleep and food deprivation that you've now put yourself on, you've created your own prison, and you're going further and further into a land where listening to I don't, who knows what this woman is saying on her lectures. Or these audio tapes, but I can't imagine that it's anything other than uh, mantras and repet- repetition and you know trance-inducing kind of stuff that puts you in a state of mind where you must continue. The way out is the way through. That's a Scientology mantra. What turns it on will turn it off. The way out is the way through. You got to get through it, which means you're a failure if you stop. You're you're less than if you quit. And so you've got to power through. And I couldn't help but think about all of this when you mentioned this, this poor woman whose, whose adult child was in a psychiatric institution now lamenting that they just couldn't get through the 30 days. And that was the big problem. You know, and that was, and it, no, that was not the problem. <laughs> but that, in their mind, it sure was. And that's that indoctrination. And that's, it's, 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 a, it's a sort of nefarious genius that creates a program where, again, the best way to keep a prisoner from escaping is to make sure he never knows he's in a prison. I, I just couldn't help but put those things together just with what you've been discussing and what I've been seeing on these websites. Yeah. And again, I just think you're, you're, you're so spot on with, with those observations and putting those things together, Chris, because the, the parent also reported in, in our interview together that being part of the WhatsApp group, messaging these people in the WhatsApp group all day, every day, listening to the tapes at the same time, it, 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 it made that divide between the child and the mother even wider mm-hmm. and the whole time that the adult child is being told that her loved ones are the problem and then being part of this group chat where she's where where they found a new family yeah it's 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 driving that wedge even further the detoxes and the enemas again we're talking altered states of consciousness as you mentioned we're talking uh, repetition and thought stopping, thought terminating cliches. And then we're getting towards other 
cult-like tactics that we recognize, that we know are red flags. There is cons conspiratorial thinking mm -hmm. within within the teachings, huge anti-vax positioning, mm -hmm. taking kids out of school so that they can be homeschooled, so that they can't be influenced by others or around other children that have been vaccinated. Right. So now we're reaching kind of dangerous levels of putting kids in harm's way for belief systems that are being put onto us yeah. through coercive control and through manipulation methods. Are these really decisions that we would have made critically had we not been subjected to these influences and placed within this sphere that goes round and round and round? And on top of that, Leanne Wilson, who was in New York and is now in Hawaii, has given herself the name Liana Shanti and goes on to give her other followers culturally appropriate names that are Polynesian in nature. So she is also encroaching on a, a, a culture that holds their deities and their law and their uh, beliefs very, very close to them. We saw with Love Has One when they went over to Hawaii with their leader, Amy Carlson, who started to tell the natives and the locals that she was a reincarnation of the goddess Pele. Mm -hmm. That's a Hawaiian the god, by the way. For and we're not talking about the the, the soccer player. We're talking about a Hawaiian, no, sorry. a Hawaiian deity here. Yeah. When Amy Carlson claimed to be a reincarnation of the Polynesian goddess Pele, they ran Love Has One off of off, out out of the area. Yeah they uh the group themselves had to be escorted by law enforcement because people were angry and rightfully so we saw it again in well we saw it before in the 1970s with james edward baker and the source family where they went down to hawaii and tried to push their belief systems onto people that were were native to hawaii mm -hmm. so this person has moved over to hawaii onto the beautiful island is 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 putting themselves into the the community but is also culturally appropriating that same community by giving new names to the people in the inner circle so it's almost like you're paying for this you know you're paying with a lot more than money but you're essentially you are also financing your new name and isn't that another status symbol within the group if you are given your new name by the group it's not only is it changing your identity and turning you into somebody new or creating you in the image that the leader wants you to have or is again washing away your old identity and replacing it with your new identity separating you from your family and loved ones even further it's all of these things but it's also a status symbol it's also i've got all of these certificates i'm in the whatsapp group that i pay monthly for and i'm also in the group of people that has a new culturally appropriated name uh, all of the above it is all of those and that is again that nefarious genius of the system and what she has carefully thought through i mean none of this stuff is by accident this is way too crafted and it's too perfect it fits it literally checks off every box when we look at coercive control when we look at destructive cults when we look at what are they doing how are they doing it 
this entire system here is represented by her websites and by the stories we're hearing. It's, it's literally pitch perfect. It's, yeah. cu it's custom made for this, right? I cannot believe that she has not studied Lifton, Hubbard, you know, it's cultic uh, anatomy and the techniques because they're all demonstrated here. There is no faster way, just so everybody out there kind of, you know, knows where we're coming from here. You know, we can laugh at conspiracy theorists and we can talk about how ridiculous their beliefs are. But there's a point about conspiracy theorists, which is there is no faster way to create an us versus them paradigm than to get into a conspiracy theory group. Because that is everything about secret lore and we're the ones who know what's really up and the, our version of reality is the true version and everybody else is just a sheeple. They're just a person who doesn't, you know, they're just being led by the nose, uh, you know, through society, through their life. They're completely powerless. We're the ones who are empowered by this hidden knowledge that we have. And somehow they believe that they are warriors for freedom. And this whole us versus them identity thing that you just mentioned is, is one of the most powerful aspects of this. It takes a while to get somebody into this frame of mind. This is not a one-day thing. It takes it re You really got to work on somebody to get them there, which is why this whole program exists to, to, to sort of create that fertile ground in the gray cells up here to accept this nonsense and go all in on how they were abused and how they were hurt and how this is their savior and this is their path to enlightenment and uh, a great life, right? And abundance. It's all about abundance. And, you know, and it, what kind of abundance is there in, in, an, in a WhatsApp group being given a new name and being, and, and, re, and removing yourself forcefully from every social contact you have, how does that supposed to work? Destroying your family life, and this is empowering? It's insane. It's, it's so backwards world. It's so opposite world. You wonder how anybody would fall for it until you look at the fact that it's damaged, broken people who fall for this kind of thing in the first place in the main, especially when we're talking about online activities. It's people who have a problem. And it's a very real problem to them, and they want to solve it. And so far, nothing's really worked for them, no matter what they've tried. And I'm not saying they've exhausted all the resources. I'm saying whatever they've tried to do didn't work for them, so they turn to something like this. And that is so predacious. It's, uh, it's such predatory activity on, on this woman's part that I, I'm, I'm sickened by it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's why when I began looking at the entire thing, I thought, you know, oh, and it's, and it's a cynical thought to have as well. Like, oh, here we have another predator. Mm -hmm. It's really unfortunate that that's the way that like we think when we come across another person that's taken advantage and exploiting individuals. But for some reason, I just couldn't, I just couldn't put this one down. And and when the parent got in touch with me and, and asked to speak to me, I think our conversation will be coming out at a similar time that, that this conversation is released on your podcast as well. Mm -hmm. I realized that it, it was so, it was so much deeper than 
you could imagine reading something on culteducation.com, going mm-hmm. through the websites. It was only when you, when I spoke to the mother and I could hear the sadness and the pain and the heartbreak in her voice about what she watched her child go through, about the descent into this awful place that her child found themselves in. And all the parents could do was watch Um And I'll tell you why the only thing the parents could do was watch. And that's because the teachings were saying, your loved ones are X, Y, Z. If they do any of these things, you will have confirmation that your parents are X, Y, Z. So, of course, as soon as the parents start to question the teachings of the the, the big top dog, the person at the top of the pyramid, it's confirming all of those things that the person has been saying is what makes them the parents abusive the whole time exactly they, exactly. they couldn't do anything they they had these they had these in, invisible handcuffs on if they attempted to talk their adult child out of listening to the tapes that was going to drive them further away if they forcefully stopped their child from listening to the tapes you know our house our rules that kind of stance that was going to that was going to ensure total no contact from from the adult child it it was just a, a heartbreaking to hear this parent talk about these experiences and what and, and and just watch her child descend into this horrific ugly horrible place of absolute despair um and then to have that conversation with me from the gardens of a psychiatric hospital as a result of being involved in these teachings yeah i'll bet i i absolutely can get that completely i mean doing the consulting work I do now. I mean, I'm one-on-one with people and it's, 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 there's just no, there's no way to adequately represent an individual's story. You know, when we talk in general terms about this stuff, as you just, you know, the point you're making here, and it's a very good one. Um, the, the, the loss of, you know, the, the, the cost that is paid in, in the tragic consequences of this to relationships and to families and to businesses, even you know, people losing their jobs or quitting or going off or whatever. This, you know, this is tragic stuff. And I, I mean, I have some advice in this direction. I want to finish talking about what this woman's doing and then we'll kind of get to that. But there is there are some ideas here about how to head this stuff off at the past before it gets too late. And we, and, and maybe we can get into that, but why don't you finish mm-hmm. what you've got here on your, on your yeah, narrative? So kind of to end on a, on a slightly different note with this, this whole thing to wrap this whole piece up. Um, interestingly there on the lianashanti.com website, there's a section of testimonials and the first testimonial comes from Dr. Kaya Aline. Now, I don't know if, Dr. Kaya Aline is her real name. Mm. I don't know if that's one of the uh, appropriated names that has been dished out by Liana Shanti. But the testimonial says, from Dr. Aline, I have done every program she has offered, including spiritual, nutrition, and business. My gratitude is immense and words cannot convey. Each program will change your life for the better. Then there's a happy old picture of Dr. Aline, and you can go onto Dr. Aline's website, which is so interesting because kayaaline.com is a website that is very similar to the Liana Shanti websites. You don't say. This this person is supposed to be um, a divorce coach and um, a doula coach. But interestingly, 
acts as Liana Shanti's cult recovery expert. So if you go on familycultrecovery.com, notice the SEO and keywords and terms probably being used expertly and to Liana Shanti's favor here. Familycultrecovery.com. I mean, that could be that could be Yanya's website. That's right. That could be that could be Steve, Steven's website. It could, you know, it could be it could be John Atak's website. That's it could right. be any any of these people's websites, right? Familycultrecovery.com. You can you can book a four week family cult recovery program with with Dr. Kaya Arlene. Oh I my don't know God! Look her... at this. This is this is positioning itself the exact opposite to the exactly. way to the way that every cult professional, cult recovery expert, social scientist, like psychologist, sociologist, the people who actually do the work on this, this is positioning the exact opposite attitude of that. The time has come for those challenged daily to speak up, make decisions, and set healthy boundaries to end their ties to families that act more like a cult than a healthy family system. This is straight up disconnection as a feature, not cultiest. a bug. It's the cultiest thing. It's the yeah. cultiest. So my God, I didn't, I mean, I thought it would be bad, to... but Jesus, this is just straight up. This is awful. You go on to Kaya Arlene's website, her website, her personal website. It talks about, um, how she was in an unhealthy relationship. She was wheelchair bound. She had uh, autoimmune diseases um, and then had a spiritual awakening and now apparently has none of those things. Um, so that kind of feels very pseudoscience-y again to me. Um, I, do, I, do actually, uh, I do actually believe in, in, in trauma that's stored in the body. But I'm not sure that scheduling a session with Kaya Arlene is going to help people with that um, because I don't see um, where the where the credentials are for that. I also don't see the credentials for professional cult recovery. No, uh, but there's nothing what here. You can do, what you can do here is you can go from Liana Shanti to the Health Ministry Institute to the 12DB School to the family cult website and it goes round and round and it's taking the terms and the terminology yeah. um and the and the expertise and the educational tools available in the cult education realm it's it's turning it on its head it's 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 then claiming that she is not a cult but what the experts are doing is cult-like and mm. we've all grown up in family cults and the only way to recover is to access her work as a cult expert, helping people recover from family cults and to recover from accessing workshops and help from cult experts. So it's really genius. It's really genius. Yeah, because she's because she's what she's done is she's created the entire Scientology construct for, for the audience here, right, of the PTS, the potential trouble source and the SP and how you have to disconnect it. You must make them an enemy. You must, must, must make them an enemy. And they can't just be an enemy to you. They have to be bad to everybody. They got to be bad people. 
And that's how you justify, you know, shunning and disconnection and getting them out of your life entirely. With religion, it's, you know, it's a lot easier because in religion, you just go, oh, well, they're not blessed. They're not accepted. They haven't, you know, whatever, accepted Jesus into their heart. Here, it's using all the psychological terminology and cult field terminology and twisting it completely backwards and then saying that's the way it really is. And all these experts who talk about how you heal from cults and recover from cults and what a cult is, yet all those are the bad guys. They're all the bad people. They don't know what they're talking about. This is how it really works. She even talks about double binds in here. This is so twisted. I, I'm sickened by this. I, I'm really, I, I did not realize just how complete this woman's system really is. She has is, she is really created an entire self-contained system here. So on the family cult recovery page, there's stuff about what is a family cult and how can we recognize a family cult? Um, and then you look at Kaya Arlene's website and you realize that she, again, offers all of these services, which are kind of in keeping with the stuff that Liana Shanti offers. What's interesting about a section on one of these websites is that when you scroll down, there are recognized qualified, peer-reviewed, appreciated, respected cult education figures listed on one of these websites. There's Stephen Hassan, there's Rick Allen Ross. There was Yanya Lalich at one point, although she's no longer there. So I don't know if maybe her legal team has reached out and said, you know, this is defamation, this is slander, remove this stuff from your website. It says things like, Stephen Hassan cannot be treated, uh, cannot be, cannot be trusted because he has had this many lawsuits against him. He has been sued this many times. Cult experts are speaking out against some of the most destructive and dangerous people in the world. Of course, they are going to get lawsuits thrown against them. Oh this yeah. Conversation today might result in some type of legal repercussion for us. That is what happens when you're talking about these groups. Scientology literally wrote the playbook on it. Exactly. So, exactly. What is absolutely outrageous is that Liana Shanti talks about family cults, the damages of family cults, that all of us are living in family cults and she can cure them, then goes on to discredit the exact people who are qualified to define family cults, who are actually qualified to define family cults. So what happened the other day was I put something out about Liana Shanti on my social media page. And so did Yanya Lulich. She shared the Daily Beast expose that was written by Jennings Brown that contains firsthand testimonies from victims and survivors of Liana Shanti. It also goes into her, into Liana Shanti's history, talks about her real name, not her aliases, her job history, employment history, bankruptcy, fraud, everything. It's a 30 minute read. We'll put the links to it in, in this episode. It's well worth a read if you want a more concise look overview of Liana Shanti than I'm able to offer. But Anyway, Liana Shanti commented on Yanya Lalich's Facebook post of this expose. And interestingly, she jumps straight to accusing anybody that speaks negatively of her as being child abusers and pedophiles. 
And I don't know if anybody else has recognized this, but that is just the go-to. But any any cult that has any negativity thrown against them, all these people speaking badly against us are child abusers and pedophiles. Of course. It's like what fuels the QAnon movement. It's what the Lighthouse International Group are doing at the moment over here in the UK. Anybody that speaks negatively. So the Anishanti said, you should be ashamed for supporting pedophiles and abusers without doing a fact check. Read the stories of these victims. The people behind this tabloid rag are violent abusers, sexual predators, and their victims have been speaking out. They are the subject of a defamation lawsuit because what they have said publicly stated is libel. Mm -hmm. So I commented on it saying, I'm so glad there is finally an expose on this woman. Curious how Shanti will attempt to discredit this one and worm her way out. Also hoping that it that this helps others to wake up and families to feel validated and recognize that she is a one-woman manipulator and abuser. To which Liana Shanti replied herself to me, saying, Curious as to anyone with an ounce of compassion can make statements without any knowledge of the abuse my students have experienced. Victim blaming is disgraceful. Oh, yeah. There is no attack, no argument you can make that she won't be able to or a cult member won't be able to turn on you. It's circular logic and it's self-contained. It can't allow any new introduction of facts or reason or evidence. It can only allow for what is already known within this very, you know, created world reality. And that's that's the whole problem with cults and, and why we, you know, when we talk about cults, we're talking about a little artificial culture. It's where it comes from. That's where the term comes from. It's this, it's that's what it is. It's this whole little self-contained world. And it doesn't allow for, as I, as I said, and here the cult leader herself or somebody at least using her name is, is out there using this, you know, spin. It's going to be spin. Everything's going to be spin. Oh, I'm bad. Well, you just don't know how bad you really are. You don't really know how bad it really is. And it's all deflection and misdirection and every logical fallacy in the playbook you know, uh, on full display. That's what they do. There is no social media interaction with cults that is ever, ever, ever going to result in anything positive for the person who's engaging with a cult member. That's why I don't engage with the OSA folks anymore, the Scientology people online. And they're really coming up these days. They're coming out more on Twitter and on social media. And it's really kind of, kind of surprising because they've been so invisible for so long from the Scientology camp, and now they're not, and you try to engage with that, and it's there is no end. They will just keep spinning everything you say against you, and it is, a, it is an endless game. There's no win in it, so... Um, so that doesn't, so what happened there doesn't surprise me at all. It's only that she's paying close attention to Yanya. That's interesting to me, right? And now Yanya's name is not on there. That's interesting to me. So, um, so we'll have to see where this develops, but she's, you know, as, 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 you know, admirable as all of this effort is, we can see through it in two minutes. I mean, I have not even looked at this stuff until we're doing this podcast and we're breaking it all down just by looking at this stuff. It's, this is this is just cult 101 playbook stuff. There's nothing fancy, original, or interesting here. That's what's that's what's so uh, that's what's so interesting. That's what I find so interesting about this is it's just all the same stuff. 
all regurgitated again so that this chick can make money. And wow, you know, wow. And that's the, that's the long and short of it. I think in, in a nutshell, what you've just said there, I mean, I can't find the page that I was looking at earlier. I'm sure that if we looked at archived versions of those websites, we would see what I was talking about, but there's a chance it, it, it it's changed because, you know, even just in the last few hours, because people are talking out about it now, people are speaking out about the experiences that they've had. Um, perhaps there is, um, perhaps people have caught wind that there's going to be content being released and, and people having conversations on recognized platforms because I, I've mentioned that I have an episode coming out at some point in April um, that, that, that details some of the experiences that individuals have had with the teachings of Liana Shanti. So, you know, maybe those, uh, those websites have changed. But in regards to what we were talking about before we hit record, what we've been talking about together um, on on Twitter, in, in DMs and, and, and various things, is that there is a huge divide happening with online gurus, online personalities, life coaches, spiritual teachers who are exploiting the virtual spaces that they work within to cause the divides between individuals and their loved ones so that these people are left vulnerable dependent on those people that are cultivating those virtual spaces so that people can exploit these individuals further and further and further and again it goes back to what the parent was telling me about disagreeing with Liana Shanti's teachings or trying to get their adult child away from Liana Shanti, Liana Shanti and her teachings, it was only going to feed into that confirmation that Liana Shanti was or, or tries to um, tries to make people believe. That's so, right. That's right there is just further and further and further isolation that is created and and it doesn't have to be in in a physical sense it doesn't have to be two people in the same room one person speaking to thousands of followers from the pulpit it can be in virtual spaces and it is in virtual spaces and you know if the last two hours of me rambling on has told us anything it's exactly that you know there are spiritual teachers gurus you know all again in air quotes that are exploiting people without being anywhere near them in in terms of physical proximity. That's right. And that's that's going to be a little bit of a legal defense for them too when it comes to lawsuits and things like that. Online is, uh, you know, if you think cults as an unregulated, unprosecutable activity is is already difficult enough, the online gurus are, are uh, it's it, because of the freedom of speech and various other issues and even where they're physically located and where their victims are. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a real natural progression in our digital technological age that this would happen, but we're not even caught up with the real world cults, much less, you know, in the, in the, in the physical world cults, much less prosecuting or going after the online guys. So we have got to, this is where I get into the, well, what do we do about it stage, right? Because now we've painted this entirely bloody awful picture of this is a sample of what one woman is doing, what a couple people are doing. This is going to continue. That We're going to see many more Leanna Shanties. This is just a case study here. 
what we're talking about here is a is a method of operation, right? It's a it's a leech on society, and the only way I know how to deal with this kind of thing, because I see it over and over again in the consultations that I do and the work that I've done and the interventions I've been part of, that the only the, the thing that all of this kind of enables all of this to happen in so many ways, not universally and not 100%, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to make two blanket statements here, but you know the tight, the the the, the closeness, the the care, the compassion that family members have for each other or don't have for each other, can can kind of foster and create fertile ground for you know the Leanna Shanties of the world to come in. And it might sound a little Pollyannish and a little bit silly to say, well, we need to get along better. But the fact of the matter is, we need to get along better. <laughs> And our family structures need to be stronger in this. And I'm not talking about, you know, necessarily traditional family values or something. That's not the tack I'm on right now. What I'm talking about is if you have, a, if you have parents, if you have parents have kids, those relationships need to be fostered. They need to be cared for. They need to be watered and grown and, and cared for. And when things blow up, when things aren't the way they should be, you need to take active, proactive measures to do something about that because almost one for one in the interventions I've been involved in, and it's not like I've been involved in tens or hundreds of, of them, but the ones I've done and the people I've consulted with, we find this in, a, in, an, in, an, in, an out, in too many cases. There was already so much family dysfunction that the cult leader just swooped right in and it was easy for them to do their work. Because, they, you know, when was the last time they talked to their parents? Or when was the last time they had a real conversation? When was the last time the parent really expressed real interest in what their kid was doing? When was the last time the kid expressed any interest in what their parents were doing? This is something you have to create. This isn't something that just happens. And if there's bad blood and if there's, you know, problems and issues, deal with them. Talk about them. Bring them out in the open. I don't know what else to say. You know, this is what I do in my life. And I have, uh, you know, uh, I've maintained my familial relationships my entire life, even through Scientology. So I like to think that I've modeled this a little bit. You know, it's like I, I'm not coming at this from an ivory tower. I recognize the difficulties involved. I know how hard it can be. I have had plenty of blow-ups with my parents. Y'all have seen me interview my own mother on this channel, and we talked for hours about our relationship in and out of the cult. And yet, this is a woman that at times I have hated in my life. <laughs> you know, ah, that woman. You know, and same with my dad, right? It's like, ah, well, we don't see eye to eye on all kinds of things. Who cares? We're still family, and that matters, and that relationship matters, and being connected matters, and keeping in touch, and caring. You know, these are things I can't stress enough. It's it's not it it opens the door to to these predators to not do these things, to not care, to fall, to let it all go by the wayside, and I um. I think that's a real shame, you know, in the, case, in, the, in the case of the Daily Beast article, you know, my first impressions on reading that were, why the hell didn't he talk to her way earlier 
than when she was already, you know, thousands of dollars in, months into this program. How do you let something like that happen under your own roof and not say something? And I'm not, I'm not about victim blaming. I'm talking about how to prevent it. Thank God they got through it and got out of it. I mean, really, because there are, you know, victims of, of uh, these cults that don't. And we want to prevent that. We want to stop that before it happens. That only happens when you're checking in with your family members and actually communicating with them from a place of caring and understanding. I, mm-hmm. I don't know what else to say about that. What do you think about my whole soapbox screed there? Well, I think we've both um, shared a soapbox this evening. There was a, a a point in the discussion earlier where I think I got a little bit irate um, talking about, um, yeah. you know, convincing people they've been abused when they haven't and the damage that that can do to people. Yeah. But what you mentioned there about when's the last time people really spoke to their loved ones, people took an interest in, if someone came to you and said, a family cult looks like this, somebody that doesn't take a keen interest in your hobbies, somebody that hasn't had a conversation with you about you for this amount of time, you know, if somebody can come to you and convince you that all of those things that happen in typical families are the traits of a family cult, then we, we, we could all be, you know, listed as being in in family cults and that's exactly the anatomy that they create they'll take perfectly normal problems that people have and they will exaggerate the importance of it in order to create a picture or reality that isn't true there are abusive families there is coercive control that sucks but not every family is that way not by a long shot is that true and just because you have some hitches in the road or some arguments doesn't mean your family's falling apart or that they're trying to abuse you or that everybody should hate each other. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I, it yep. really bugs me a lot. You know, like, like I get irate <laughs> about this in the same way because it's so harmful and it's such a twisted use of the tools we are trying to encourage people to use in a positive way, they take these tools and immediately go to the worst possible interpretation and the worst negative response to them, using them. And that's where I really get very upset because these are, that's not how these tools were meant to be used. You know, you can use a hammer to build a house or you can use a hammer to kill somebody. Same tool. I think in terms of prevention, one thing we we could do is not necessarily, you know, I don't know if taking taking more of an interest is, is the right terminology that I would use for this. Sure. But if individuals had listened in to the tapes that were being played on repeat a little bit earlier mm-hmm. and and realized that maybe you know it was not not perhaps not not something that somebody should be listening to over and over again perhaps that is a preventative measure and again i don't know if that means taking an interest but it's kind of like it's kind of like obsession and addiction. I think if 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 somebody was like smoking cigarettes constantly, chain smoking all day nonstop, 
I, I think, you know, drinking alcohol all day nonstop, if it's a sudden change in personality, if it's a, if it's a crip, crippling, dependent, addictive behavior, I think maybe there's a conversation that we could be having there because those that that dependency can be cultivated again from virtual spaces as we've already mentioned a lot of the QAnon or QAnon adjacent conspiratorial groups that exist create that dependency with individuals who are extremely lonely in real life yes so the the dangers with with online communities is that you can really find anyone else in the world that shares your values your belief systems your interests your hobbies um they could share one of those four things. And if they share one of those four things, there's a chance that you could be then encouraged, coerced into believing or buying into the other three things on the other person's side. So, you know, your beliefs, your political values, they might not align with an individual when you first start speaking with them. But if they end up having enough influence over you, there's a chance that just because you have bonded over hobbies that you mutually enjoy you end up becoming extremist in some way uh whether that is you know completely anti-vax pulling your kids out of school homeschooling them separating them from a parent and taking them to a different state well exactly and that's why that earlier stage is so important and when i mentioned taking an interest what i what i really mean there and maybe i thank you for bringing that up because i want to clarify that right i mean asking questions i mean going in and going hey what's up what are you doing what's what's this all about you yeah, don't have to listen. come in I... you don't have to come in in full attack mode right it's just well what what is this what do you what 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 appeals to you about this what is it that you find so interesting about this what is this what what problem is this solving for you these are all legit questions any family member should be able to ask any other person in their family in a very non-accusatory way and get them to open up about it it's not an attack it's a it's again it all comes back to you know in a in a in a non-accusatory non-violent non-offensive uh, way so that the person's not feeling defensive you just you know you're interested you're like what is this what's happening what are, what are you solving with this problem or what or what problem are you solving with this woman's work or with these tapes you're listening to all the time or i see you're you know doing this cleanse why what's what's that all about get interested find out what they're doing because the person is doing it for their own reasons they're not doing it for the reasons you're going to assume or imagine they're doing it. You got to get them to tell you why they're doing it. And then you can start breaking down, well, what is this all about? And how is it solving your problems for you? Or is it really? Or is it creating other ones? How's this work? You know, oh, well, I shouldn't be talking about this. She told me I shouldn't. Really? What did she say exactly? I'm, I'm very curious. What happened? You know, what did she say? Well, she said you were going to say this and this and this. Oh, well, I'm just asking questions. I'm not saying anything. I just would like to know. Could you know? Is that okay? Is there? Is that too much? Is that too far? Have I gone too far by simply expressing interest in my son or daughter or mother or father's life? Is that abusive to you that I express interest in what's happening? Like those kind of subtle kind of questioning which is not an attack, you know what I mean? It's like that kind of approach I think is gonna be 
more fruitful than trying to enforce your will on this other person in some way. I don't think that that's exactly playing into the cult leader's hands. What the cult leaders don't expect you to do is show care, compassion, and and love and understanding of what they're about. And respect boundaries. Yeah, that's right. They don't expect that. They can't arm against that. They can just talk about, oh, well, if they come in and they say it's wrong and they say it's bad and they then they are predicting the future and look at how smart they are. So you don't play that game. You do something else. That's, you know what I mean? That's, that's, and, and if you can't form those kind of human bonds and connections with your family members, I'd say this cult is far from the only problem going on there. And, and maybe professional help is called for at that point, you know, of some kind. But, um, but it is that important because these people, these predators are that invasive and they are setting landmines in the minds of their followers to prevent people from being able to stop them in their predation. They, you know, these are active predators. I'm telling you, this is not something that is just like an accident that happens just by, you know, uh, coincidence. I think what you've also touched on there feeds into a lot more than initial stages as well, because if, if your approach is to prevention are not successful and a loved one ends up in the clutches of an abuser, of a manipulator, of a con artist, what you may have managed to achieve through those preventative measures is an understanding that you are a non-judgmental safe place for somebody to return to when they realize that perhaps they've been had. That's right. Um, That's exactly so, right. Yes. Um, what, what the parent talked to me about during our conversation was weathering the storm. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. And, and I said, I'm not sure that's the approach I would have, have taken. Um, we talk a lot about whether she thought about enforcing her rules and whether that would have benefited or whether she should have had her adult child committed against the the the, the individual's will we we had all of these you know ethical moral dilemma hypothetical conversations you told me one time and i say this a lot you, you can't live your life in hypotheticals i quote that in a lot of my episodes um <laughs> so i do appreciate that tidbit of wisdom um so we, we did have those conversations because I, I I genuinely wanted insight into whether this parent thought she'd made any mistakes, mm-hmm. whether she could have done anything differently, anything better. What has she learned? Is she hard on herself? Is she regretful? And truthfully, she isn't. She Good. said that, of course, the situation they're in is is, is horrible for everyone, their, their adult child m- more so than, than the, the rest of the people impacted. But they weathered the storm and the reason that they have communication with their adult child and the reason that they're able to support them now through this next stage in recovery is because their their child knew that they could come back to them right. and knew that they would take care of them when they admitted to themselves that they could no longer maintain the belief system that they had had bought into and when i say they had bought into i mean financially i understand that the rest of the buying into i say in air quotes was actually uh, uh, um done through 
coercive control and manipulation. So uh, just to clarify that. <laughs> no, absolutely. But this falls back to um, no, everything you just said, like perfect and and very, very true. Right. If you can't get them out, if you can't convince them that what they're doing or the path that they are on isn't, you know, from your your perspective or your point of view, isn't isn't a good one. Do everything you can to not cut ties, you know, do everything you can to maintain that that the, 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 the knowledge that the, in this person's mind and you in your in your progeny or your parents or whoever that you are a safe person for them, that you are somebody who cares about them regardless of what they believe or they're doing. Uh, because that will pay off in dividends later when they do hit that brick wall, which, uh, which almost uniformly happens in these groups. Um, you know, as, as uh, Headley says, you know, the end product of Scientology is you leave Scientology. Uh, that's kind of at the, what happens at the end. So you want to be there to be able to receive the person, right? And we, and this is something that my mom, again, that my mom and I talked about at length, you know, as to how that, how we accomplished that. And it wasn't easy. It was the opposite of easy. And it took years. And it was not easy for my mom to watch me. It wasn't easy for me to be watching her from the inside because I had all my, you know, ideas about what was right and true and, and ethical and it was the exact opposite of what my mom was doing, living her life in the real world. So both ends of this can, you know, but we, but what we were determined, what we were determined, what both of us were determined to do was to maintain a relationship anyway. And we did. And that's the miracle, right? And that's what I encourage people to do. Because it if is, you... It, it is, yeah. When, it, you're, when you are... When it is instilled in you over such a long period of time in such an intense environment to apply doctrine over self, it is a miracle that you are able to maintain a relationship when shunning is a part of the yeah. destructive groups, policies and nature. So it's, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough thing, but what, what shunning can often result in even after years of no contact is still that person realizing that, it's been years. I can still go to this person because I, I, I haven't spoken to them for years. I, I cut them off because of doctrine over self. Because that belief system becomes, comes before anything. It comes before any of my needs, my wants. It, it. I am, I am obsolete when it comes to the belief system. Yeah. Yep. When somebody comes around from that thinking if the the tapestry is unwoven if the shelf breaks if the glasses come off however however people put it or express that moment of of realization or period of realization is i know that that person is still there for me no matter how much time has gone um and that's really important and that's why the work that that we do from a compa compassionate and sensitive place is so incredibly important because we can encourage each other and others to take that stance as well. Um, That's right. So hopefully we, we are ourselves as well, individuals that people can come to and understand that it's a, it, it's a safe and non-judgmental place to be. Um, but it's, oh gosh, it's a fine line to tread when you're talking about, when you're talking about the likes of Liana Shanti, yeah. because if, it came to light that 
Liana Shanti was horrifically abused as a child who was subjected to coercive control herself. If it came to light that all of these things had happened to her, again, you've got another moral moral and ethical dilemma to to consider because... And, and I, I was reading a piece well, everybody, uh, written... Everybody's got parents, I, but the choices she's making are very, very much on her rest on her shoulders oh, i would say yeah it's it's a big it's a big thing isn't it i, it I, is. I was reading an, an article by Yanya lalich today about the the coverage of the the larry ray group. yes um yes. and that was all about you know isabella pollock the the person that received a four and a half year sentence for being um the the lieutenant of, of larry ray or the yep. co-conspirator of larry ray that's right where do you draw the line with that and and when do you start to consider compassion and should we always consider compassion because she was a victim of his just as as the 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 rest of those exploited by Larry Ray were also victims um and then you start to think about Susan Atkins you know and the Manson family and people that are still in prison because of their involvement with Charles Manson and the heinous crimes that they committed in in uh, 1969 so it again tough territory tough territory yes but, but but i think we can always exercise sensitivity um and and compassion absolutely it's it's this it's the it seems like it might feel like to some people we're we're preaching some kind of message of softness and weakness or you know just let people walk all over you or something i hope that's not coming through here because that's not at all the point it's the exact opposite you know the the strongest bonds and the strongest families and the strongest situations are ones of care and compassion and love and tolerance that's where strength comes from um that's what that's what creates and keeps things going in our human experience (laughs) You know, and and uh, and so the you know approaching these things from a from an angry, antagonistic, you know, hostile way is again, it's just feeding into exactly what the abusers and the predators want you to do. And, and if you think uh, yeah. about what groups, what destructive groups use to attract individuals into the groups in the first place, it's the promise of love, understanding, right. compassion, and community. That's right. It's the so, promise of that, and then they twist it. That's right. Or it's conditional. You can have all of these things as long as you stay within the group. You can have all of these things as long as you're having sex with the leader. You can have all of That's these right. things as long as you're, you know, willing to be labor trafficked for the, you know, the monetary gain of the group. Whatever form that takes, the initial attraction into the group is the promise of all of those things that you can have in a healthy relationship with your loved ones, your family, your friends, compassion love understanding and and listening um so I, I it it's it's not a soft approach it's the hard sell that that the cults give you that brings a lot of people to to the doors of them in the first place that's right that's right and that's why you have to be able to overcome that with the pre-existing ties that maybe have been broken you know frayed weakened by life by situations by bad luck by bad decisions by bad conversations however it's happened you know by grief that's right by loss there are so many things that happen to us in our lives 
And those things can be hurtful and they can be, they can be painful and they can be very, very, very difficult to live through. And trying to come to a place of acceptance of, those, of that pain and of that loss is hard. But there's no quick solutions. There's no Band-Aids. There's no, like, you know, get rich quick. There's no get healed quick. There's, that just doesn't exist. So we need to live life on a bit more of a, of a real, you know, take life a bit more with, 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 with a grain of reality, you know, because <laughs> uh, that's, because that, that invitation to fall in love with a guru, you know, and do whatever the guru says and, and you will be the most powerful person ever. I mean, this is, this is a very tempting message for a lot of people, you know, and I just don't know any other way to overcome it in the long run than to have something better and stronger than that for the person to fall back to. Yeah. You know, no, I, I think you're exactly right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the only thing I know that is guaranteed to defeat this kind of predation. Uh, but it's hard, hard work. And I, and I certainly hope I'm not coming across as pretending otherwise, you know, um, it's taken, you know, my mom and I just to use that as my model here, right. Or even my wife and I hours and hours of, <laughs> of work you know, <laughs> to keep this the way that it is. It's not, it's, it's growing. It's like growing a plant, you know, you got to put in the work. It doesn't just happen. Anyway, I'm, I'm probably going on and on too far here, but yeah, you said hours yeah. and hours, but I imagine hundreds of hours. Uh, kind of over a lifetime. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you consider yeah. this work as part of that recovery process as well, I mean, how many hours of work do you think you've put into your content so far? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, tens of thousands of hours, I think at this point. It's a lot, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. All right. Well, I guess we'll wrap up for today. We've been at this for a while and we've certainly covered all the points I wanted to cover. And uh, did we miss anything else important on this that we need to... I don't think so. I don't think so. This is, as I said, most of it is coming from information that's available across the numerous websites that we'll link in in the in the show notes and on the Daily Beast article, which really is a a superb uh, overview of of everything that we've discussed today. Um, and I'm just going to go away and try and find this website because it's driving me a bit. Nuts! I can't <laughs> can't find it uh, right All now. Right. So that's, um, that's fine. so yeah. But I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to sit here and ramble about some things that I've been looking at in you know my spare time, whatever whatever that is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's kind of how I felt about it too. And uh, yeah, just it, just more more fun and games and nonsense in the in the big wide world. All right, folks. And thank you very much for listening and following along uh, on this whole thing. I hope that, you know, our soapboxing and, and our information here was um, somewhat, you know, uh, informative, educational, and maybe entertaining in some fashion. Uh, I always make the jazz hands when I do that. <laughs> I don't know how else to be entertaining here. This is dark stuff sometimes, but there is a light, you know, at the end of the tunnel, and there is a, a path out of this. And that's what I try to at least put that there too. So anyway, that all being said, thanks for coming along for the ride, folks. I will see you again next week. Bye-bye.